Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me. You're Will. That's me. Excellent. Hello, we hello, need, hello. We need uh we need beer for this subject. Yeah, for sure. What do you have? Well, I picked up a a fun little uh Christmassy beer. It's called Santa, I know him <laughs> by Evil Genius. And I even put it in my little Christmas glass. Because yes. we put up our tree last weekend. I'm feeling festive. I'm feeling Christmassy. I'm feeling the joy humbug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like it. What are you having? My wife picked me up some of the uh, Trogues variety pack, and I'm getting ready to open Blizzard of Hops. It's 6.4% alcohol. I, I don't know if I've had this yet. Blizzard of Hops. I like hoppy stuff. Ooh, it smells hoppy. Mm-hmm. I could drink a two-liter of that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> At least wait till we're done recording. <laughs> Start stumbling over your words. <laughs> I like it, Hoppy. What was I going to say? You said, oh, you were said you were in the, the festive mood. Now, what yeah. kind of Christmas music do you listen to? Just traditional Christmas music? I got to be honest with you. I hate, I hate Christmas music. I can't stand it. Hmm, that's interesting. So you don't even like the tune, you don't like the lyrics? I mean, when I get closer, if we're out shopping and, you Beginning know, I'm feeling good about what we like got. Christmas. Yeah, when I'm, you know, I'm starting to feel good about what we got. I'm, then I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me get a little Starbucks coffee <laughs> and get me some Christmas tunes on. But I'm not a big fan. I like... You know, like Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I like their stuff, but like... You might you know. might change your tune if you listen to... So Rob Halford, lead oh, singer yeah. of Judas Priest. Dude, I'm telling you. I saw it. I, I, oh, it's so good. I saw what you had, uh, put, and I checked it out. It, it's pretty heavy, dude. Deck the Halls, uh, it's the best one on there. There's a couple of them, like... Uh, he definitely has a voice for rock and roll. He does not have a voice for the first Noel. <laughs> so if you, you listen what, to the first Noel, it's still pretty good. It's still good. I it I will still listen to it, but it's that one is probably my least favorite one on the album, which does it's not that doesn't mean anything. I still love it. I'm still gonna listen to the whole thing all the time. But the whole album is fantastic. Oh my god, so good. Halford Celestial is the name of the album. I like 
I like rock, but I gotta tell you, man, if I'm going Christmassy, I'm going old school hip hop Christmas, dude. Old school hip hop? Yeah. Run DMC, Christmas <laughs> and Hollis. Come on, brah. <laughs> so, hold on. That means you are probably fully on board with Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Mm. Come on. That's one of the Christmas songs that Can are in I that movie. Can I plead the fifth? Can I plead the fifth on this? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it takes place around, you know, but like. Come on. What defines a Christmas movie? What defines a Christmas movie? What do you think? It's got to be Christmas time. Yeah, it has to be that. All right. Christmas music. Okay. Presents. Okay. We got that. There's not a full-fledged Santa, but there's Santa gear. Hmm. And there's Ho Ho Ho. Do you remember that scene in Die Hard? Mhm. Where he he writes Ho 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 on the guy's shirt. Yeah. And he shows up in the elevator. Now I have a gun. Ho Ho Oh, <laughs> Hans kills me. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, it's a Christmas movie. I got yeah. the book and everything. Oh, My wife got do. me the Christmas book last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I saw it last year. Um, I guess I could get on board with that. There's not I feel so like a much Christmas snow. movie. There's no snow because it takes place in California. Well, see, that's how you know Californians are heathens and they live in hell. My. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot for snow there. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I'll get on board with it being a Christmas. I just feel like a Christmas movie should involve like a ki- like a a joyous kid. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, let me think about. Well, there's a pregnant lady. There's a kid in her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you got I me think, convinced. I think one of the youngest person in the movie is probably the IT guy. He's so excited about everything. He's like. All right, I did it. I did it. He he's constantly just chattering and having a good old time. Whenever he he cracks this and cracks that, he's cracking jokes the whole time. Yeah. So he he's a joyous kid. I mean, I don't know if you can qualify him as a kid. He could probably still buy beer if that's the qualification for kid. Honestly, look, that's still a kid to us. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I At mean, this point, somebody who can just buy beer. Somebody who's 21 is 11 years younger than me. 11 <laughs> yeah. years, man. When I was 21, <laughs> that guy was 10. Yeah, we're working on the point where, well, not you so much yet, but my oldest niece is now legal, I think, to buy beer. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because. It's also my niece. Yeah, sure. Mm. Her too. <laughs> Because I was 12 when she was born, and now I turned 37 a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. And there's, I guess there's a couple more nieces She's and nephews. pretty over legal. Yeah, and there's a couple more nieces and nephews that – so now the next generation is already able to – even in our family, the next generation is already able to <laughs> buy beer legally. I remember – So, kids. I remember when I met my wife, your sister – yeah. One nephew was running around the house in diapers. <laughs> and now he's like, what, 18? 17? Definitely 17. Yeah, he's over 17. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes, though. That's, that still blows my mind when I look back on that. Like, the first time I was there, he was running around the house in a diaper. Just a diaper. 
Literally just a diaper, yeah. Being it's wild. a good memory. <laughs> it's not. It's just, you know, when you go through a terrifying experience like meeting your girlfriend's parents for the first time. And some of her siblings. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me wrap this around for you real quick. Wrap think, it, buddy. I think, I think I can do this for you. You going to bring it back together? I think I'm going to bring it back together. Oh, boy. Trying. There's a real possibility, not too far away, that that never happened. But we are rapidly expanding away from that scenario. You said something about that in a previous episode, the Mandela uh, effects. Yeah. That whatever the immediate decision that's been made is one of our neighboring universes. Wow. And the, then building off of those decisions, other universes happen. Other decisions are being made. Yeah, this is such a crazy concept, man. <laughs> what? This is what I wanted to talk about because I had an idea for what I wanted to call this, and we talked about it, but I don't know if that's a good name for it. I, I wanted to call it the case for parallel universes, but they're not all parallel. No? No. If we go back to what we are talking about with the Mandela effect, sometimes we bump into them. So if they were parallel, oh. we'd be constantly running next to each other, and we wouldn't ever see anything. String theory. All right. <laughs> right? Isn't I mean, isn't that string theory? Whether it's like basically you're looking at I don't don't quote me on this guys, I don't know hundred percent for sure. But if you look at say a a pole horizontal and strings hanging down, each string is a universe. They don't collide, they don't bump into each other, they're just they're next to each other. Yeah. So they're perpetually next to each other. There's That's, no sort of overlap. So that would be, in in my understanding, how I want to see it. That would be, that would be the parallel universe. Yes. But I don't know if it's that easy. Do you? Especially with no, these I Mandela don't. effects that we're we're doing, because we're constantly bumping into each other. And and somewhere in my research, it was uh, it was they called it a foam, like a foam. Our universe is in a foam, not just a bunch of bubbles, but like. Billions of bubbles. That's how many bubbles it looks like a foam. Yeah. Like and our universe just, is just one of those bubbles. Not just bubbles on a horizontal plane, but going vertically as well. Yeah. Like a 3D bubble. Yeah. Like a, I, don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Bubbles and bubbles next to bubbles on top of bubbles, all around like, bubbles. Like you take a bubble bath and you dump the whole bottle in. Oh, man. And then the bubbles go to the ceiling. They're everywhere. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, they're everywhere. So it's not just parallel. They're all over the place, bumping each other all over the place. So in one of those universes that's straying away from the one that we're sitting in right now, you didn't meet the family. (laughs) Weird, man. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I actually believe that more than I would believe string theory. Because of what I've said before, like, what if our universe is a cell next to another cell? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that more. Because what what contains that universe in string theory? Is it just self-contained? Can it only expand so far? I don't know. That's what's mind-effing. How far can it expand? I was just thinking about this today too, with the the expansion of the universe and and all 
that whole idea that it's consistently expanding. We say the universe, we can look out so far, we can kind of have an idea of how old the universe is because we can look back so far and see the decay of the light or understand the gravity of this celestial body over there. So what, 13 billion, 14 billion years old or something like that? Yeah, something. But that we're only, from my perspective, maybe the – Maybe the bigger brains have it more figured out. They definitely have it more figured out than I do. <laughs> but we are putting our understanding of time into that. Our year is the Earth spinning around the sun one time. Right. So 14 billion of those. That's nothing no. compared to the the greater everything. Yeah. Our concept of time, which they label as the fourth dimension, which I don't – fully agree on right with all this stuff i mean that can't be the fourth dimension that's us that's us putting a label on something that's us measuring cycles exactly so time means nothing if there are alien beings somewhere else time they have they might not have any idea what time is right that maybe whatever however they i don't know however they sustain themselves yeah, like if we tell them it's summer, they're like, "What the, what the hell is summer?" I mean, summer. We don't have axial tilt on our planet. You know, know how far 6 away? PM. What does six p.m. mean? We don't have any celestial body anywhere near us. We're not near any kind of stars. It's that we haven't seen light until we got here. Yeah, and we talked about that in a. I guess it was probably the time travel episode. How like time, the further away from gravity you get, slows down. Right. But that's our concept of time. Yes. When you're out in space, does that mean there's literally no time? I don't, I don't you know what I mean? It, it it blows my mind. Does that mean right. there's no time? Out in the middle, the middle of space. Of nothing. Nothing around you. You're between galaxies. Say you're between galaxies. Well, Is there no that, time? Wouldn't that be, we're only measuring it of our stuff. Our sun, our Earth, we're only measuring the time off of this stuff. Right. The further we get away from this planet, the more it slows down. Right. Yeah. So, so then, if you – if they were to come here, my, my brain is exploding. No. <laughs> because we, we're only measuring off our perspective. Right. They have, they have a whole other perspective out there. If they even measure cycles like that, they're still you know aging I, somehow. What I don't fully understand about this is we're still biological. We still share the biological properties of everyone on Earth. If we go out into space, we're going to age the same way that people do on Earth, right or no? Well, yeah, but that would – the way our body works, yeah. So when we come back, we didn't travel on time at all. I know this isn't <laughs> parallel universes. But you know, you know what I mean. Like, so the the movie Interstellar. Did you see it? Yeah. You know how he goes, he goes out, he goes through like to the black hole or whatever. Spoiler alert! If you, I don't know, I mean, Uh-oh. you guys should have seen this movie by now. I like to think so. But um, and then he goes back, and his daughter is older than him. That doesn't make any sense to me. We're still biological. Our 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 cells still age the same. Just because they're traveling and they're experiencing what we call time 
doesn't mean his cells aren't experiencing the same thing. They still have a lifespan. Well, wouldn't so he's traveling out further and further and further, and what he sees from the distance away is the Earth rotating and revolving faster and faster. The further away he gets, the his body is on one clock and his relative position, and then the Earth is on another clock and its position. Yeah, I just don't get does, it. Does, does that help at all? <laughs> no, I, I, it still doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I mean, I could be an idiot, and people were probably, when they're listening to this, they're probably screaming like, you idiot! Oh, yeah, Bri- Brian Green, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Bill Nye. I'm sure they definitely listen to this podcast. Oh, they do, yeah, because I, I got a <laughs> message from Neil. We're on a first-name basis, and he said, uh, he said, look, don't tell anybody, but the Earth really is flat. Whoa. <laughs> NDT on the flatness. Boom, I just got sued. <laughs> and he'll come around and be like, boy, I did not. <laughs> well, we should probably get back on topic. I mean, this has, topic. I mean, <laughs> we did time travel way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like three months ago. <laughs> so this this website that I found, and you have it too, mm-hmm. this actually is a pretty good segue from our last episode to now. That's why we picked it. Mystery of the Mandela Effect, or False Memories, Proof of Parallel Universes. Did you read that little blurb there? I didn't read it, no, because I was checking out another one. Oh, well, I thought this would be a nice segue. Yeah, go ahead. A controversial and intriguing theory suggests that false memories, quote-unquote false memories, could be proof of parallel universes. Scientists are naturally divided on this topic, and most think false memories are a result of how we misremember things. Yet, perhaps there is more to it than we are aware of. It has been suggested that people are sliding between multiple universes, and that's how we can create very odd memories of something we have never seen or heard in this world. Basically, the Mandela Effect refers to a phenomenon in which a large number of people share false memories of past events, referred to as a confabulation in psychiatry. Some have speculated that the memories are caused by parallel universes spilling into our own, while others explain the phenomenon as a failure of collective memory. A failure of collective memory? I take offense against that. Well, we would, because we're woke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that comes up a lot with this parallel universe thing. The Mandela effect, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the I think it was the end of Mandela. Oh, who knows? But it's, I don't know, it's pretty interesting. The fact that we could be bumping into another universe. That fascinates me to no end, thinking of that. Any decision that you make could be creating a whole other universe. But what troubles me about that is, is it every decision or is there milestones that sort of pop these universes into existence like is it really going to affect an entire freaking universe if i take off work tomorrow well yeah from what i've heard yeah every single decision where you have an option you have a choice yeah every outcome like there's another universe right now a comet boom comes down kills you that's rude it happened kills me Individual. I mean, there's one where it comes down and kills me. Those are the ones that are way out. They're way out from the phone from where we are. Yeah. it's So from what I've heard, 
every single possibility, every single outcome happens in a parallel universe. And so in many there's, worlds. Like you said earlier, there's a parallel universe where I never met my wife and the family. There's a parallel universe where I'm a billionaire. Oh. There's a parallel universe where I'm homeless. Hopefully we are drifting further and further away from those scenarios. I don't know if I believe in the, the expansion thing. No, what I mean is you said oh, it in, in the last the, episode, like too. the bubble and, thing. And the, yeah, and the foam. Mm-hmm. You said it in the last one, too. Right. Somewhere far, far away in the foam, many universes that way were people with gills. Something happened in some sort of process to produce gills in humans or mm-hmm. humans evolved or fish evolved into humans or something. What if it's not that far apart? Damn what it. if that was just our... How am I supposed to sleep tonight now? Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, so I, I know I, I know I talk, I, like, I, I brought that up in the Mandela, how, like, the universes around us vary slightly and then change further out. I like what that. If they're not, what if they're not that far off? What uh, if the uh, ones we bump into are the ones similar? And maybe the one right above us is drastically different. And we hit those horizontal bubbles or the ones next to us a little weird one time and it bounces us up a little bit into the other one. I'm going to break brains the whole time, man. <laughs> this is my brain all the time, man. What's the matter with me? I should probably go to a psychologist or something. And then a psychologist will need a psychologist. And then there's just an ever-ending trail of psychologists behind you. And there's another universe where I never went to one. There's one where I did. There's one where I am one. That's scary, right? <laughs> that one's way, way over there. <laughs> it could be close. I'm not that far off. Well, <laughs> so I was going to talk about... I feel like we should do... There's one I wanted to talk about, but after that, I feel like we should do Deja Vu, right? Okay. Uh, I didn't want to talk about Deja Vu yet. All right, don't. You want to talk I about... Will. You want to talk about the guy who come up with the theory of many worlds real quick or and then we'll take a break oh yeah i guess we should do that do you have that do you have it up oh mr hugh everett the third i think i find this his birthday is fascinating to me because it correlates to a lot to a lot of things that part of that's part of me november 11th 1930 is when he was born i was born november 19th he died July 19th, 1982. I was born November 19th, 1982. I don't know. Correlations where there shouldn't be correlations, but hey. Are you? No. Really? I'm not. <laughs> Are you him? I mean, in one of, one of those lives, I probably was. Maybe one of those universes. Universe, yeah. But he come up with the many worlds interpretation, which thinking – Maybe we ought to call this episode. The people already know what this episode's called because we've already made the decision next week. Yeah. What do you want to call it? The case of the many worlds? The case of the parallel universes? I think we should go parallel universes because many worlds kind of means something a little different from what I gather. But we're both on board that this is probably a thing. The many worlds, the parallel universes. So we're arguing for the many worlds. I won't say till the end, man. Oh, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're just, we're just gonna call it whatever it is. Parallel universes. That's it. I think it's highly, highly possible. But and and one of those universes that is about to pop up soon, and one of them it's called the case for parallel universes, and another one it's just called parallel universes, it's and another one it's called par, par, many worlds interpretation. The case for many one, worlds. In another one, we host a political podcast. Oh God! No. <laughs> just, I'm gonna go push him in, down in the dark. Every single outcome happens in another universe. Every single outcome. There's a, a universe where you're a girl. That's messed up. Why is that messed up? <laughs> I don't want to be a girl. Why not? <laughs> Why is it gonna be a whole good. universe too? Huh? Why is it gonna be a whole universe? Can it be just another Earth? Why does everything have to change? Does I will everything explain have to my theory on that a little bit later. Because I do, I do kind of have a theory on it. Is Neptune going to have a different moon if I'm a girl in a different universe? I mean, n- no, because in that universe, everything's the same. But there's another universe where you're a girl and Neptune doesn't exist. And then in that universe, you're a girl. Neptune is the sun. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> it, from what I gather, every single outcome, every single possibility is in a universe. That's a lot. It's infinite, right? Did you say Suppose the, the void of space is infinite, correct? Well, to a human, a mortal human, it would feel infinite because we will never – it would take generations upon generations upon generations to reach anything we would consider the edge of the universe if we were to travel there. Yeah. So who's to say what's out there? Right. That's a lot of darkness. But there's a lot of maybe, light, too. Maybe our universe, maybe we live in a flat universe. Flat, flat universe. Earth. Yeah, right. Maybe it's a flat universe. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing's flat. <laughs> we're just in a magazine. We're just, on, we're just on the headlines of a newspaper somewhere. Oh, boy. I derailed you a lot, didn't I? Hugh Everett. <laughs> Want to get back to Hugh Everett sometime tonight? Yeah, Proceed. Discouraged by the scorn of other physicists for MWI, Many Worlds Interpretation, Everett ended his physics career after completing his Ph.D. Afterwards, he developed the use of generalized Lagrange multipliers for operations research and applied this commercially as a defense analysis and a consultant. So that doesn't tell you much about the Many Worlds Interpretation. Um, I've been trying to wrap my head around this other idea that the... uh, Quantum physics, the quantum idea that when a decision is made, when a decision is observed, when an outcome is observed, then the other outcomes die. They're not a thing anymore, which would kill the many worlds interpretation, like Schrodinger's cat. See, Schrodinger's cat is in the box with a timed release poison, or uh, it's semi-time release. It's a, it's a decaying isotope. Right. So if it decays one way in a certain time, the cat dies. If it decays another way at a different time, the cat does not die. And whenever you observe it, then that is the outcome, and that's what it is, and that's what it's always going to be. No other outcomes have happened. But in the many worlds interpretation, all the outcomes have happened. The cat's observed it. The isotopes observed it. You've observed it. The boxes observed it. The other scientists observed it. Everybody's observed it in a different way. 
Yeah. There goes my mind again. So I'll mention a little something after the break about Schrodinger's cat. It's kind of interesting. I literally just learned this today, and it's – I was shocked by it. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't – if you got more to read on him or – No, not really. I mean that's kind of his legacy. He he got that far. I mean we we could talk about his death, but it's kind of sad. I got a theory on that as well. On his death. Not on his death, but Maybe death he ro- in he rolled out. He went to a different universe. And I heard I heard about this today as well. Oh my <laughs> so what is Yeah, I was doing happen? a lot of listening today. All right. Well, let's take a break. Okay. Like Hugh, Hugh Everett came up with the idea of the many worlds interpretation. And we're not naming it that. We're not naming this episode that, apparently. Maybe. Maybe in this universe. Maybe not. We'll, we'll change it every couple of weeks. Just throw people off. <laughs> Am I? What? Mandela? Mandela! <laughs> You're going to think they're just slipping in through universes. We should <laughs> edit it a little bit, too. Three years from now. <laughs> Just a Three years from now, we'll just call it Hugh Everett. Yeah. Or we'll just take that whole part out. I swear to God, they talked about Hugh Everett. <laughs> like, what? Not us. No. Uh-uh. I don't know what to talk about. I'm Will. You're Elijah. <laughs> I don't even remember any of it. <laughs> this is getting out of control. Yep. You should take a break. Yep. See you after the break. Welcome back. You're there. Uh, yeah, here. so far. In a different universe, we're not. What's that? In a different universe, we're not. In a different universe, I'm not. In another one, you're not. And we, in a different universe, we quit in episode 15. Is there a universe where my co-host is a fish? (laughs) Or your co-host is a moose? Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, right? So, one of the top... Oh, oh, wait, what was the one? It was their interpretation of... uh, fish and a moose which is what i don't know oh <laughs> if you test I, a fish on how well it can climb a tree it's going to fail every time that's how dumb it is it's an einstein thing you're welcome but you they can, can swim about. like nobody's business i know if you and if you <laughs> test a squirrel on how well it can swim compared to a fish it's going to fail every time dumbass squirrel you know deer can swim surprisingly well what yeah this is not an einstein theory i thought we were going to go down <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's his theory, <laughs> but it is a fact. What? I'm going to throw a deer in a lake and see what happens. They can swim. Yeah, surprisingly well. I Aren't mean, they, they dog paddle. Or is it deer paddle? I don't know. Oh, the deer but paddle, they, right? They just I'm got surprised the they can do it with the hooves. Right. Is there ungulates? Or is that or is that the ones with two, like the, like toes? Sheep or lamb are, are ungulates. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a zoologist. I don't know. You're just a marine. You got a life. degree in that, too? No, I barely got a degree in anything. <laughs> Me too. I barely got a <laughs> diploma. <laughs> when are you going to talk about uh, Schrodinger's cat? Oh, that guy. Yeah, we're done with Hugh Everett. So I just found out today mm-hmm. that Schrodinger's cat. Well, Schrodinger came up with this based on the double slit experiment. Remember we talked about that before? Yeah, yeah. He thought it was. I don't want to say bullshit. But he thought it was crazy. So he said, okay, well, if I put a cat in a box with this poison and the box is closed, it's alive and dead. Basically, like, mocking the double slit experiment, what they found. 
Oh, because all the scenarios happened at once. Right. Until you looked at it. Yeah, so this was his, like, you guys are idiots. Like, if I put a cat in a box with poison, it's alive and dead? No, it's one of the two. But he was saying it's alive and dead, and then it turns out to be one of the most well-known experiments. Oh, so he, he was just simplifying it, like, not not simplifying it. He was dumbing a fi. He was mocking them. Yeah. In a sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's one of the most well-known. Yeah. Because he simplified it so freaking well. Right. Exactly. And it works. But he. <laughs> yeah. He thought it was bullshit. I. The whole time I thought, wow, Schrodinger. Oh, that was ahead of his time. He's pretty cool. This philosopher. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And now I find out he's just. He was kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So, one thing I wanted to bring up was black holes. Hold on now. Do you say deja vu? Do you you want to do de- deja vu? Did you want to do it now or you want to do it later? Or you want to do the black holes? I want to do black holes, but we can do deja vu first. I swear we talked about this before. Are you having deja vu? <laughs> Let's do the black holes. Actually, we did talk about deja vu before, but, but not in this we sense. can do deja vu. Oh I just want to remember to get back to black holes because it's something that i've often thought i've often thought about so deja vu all right it's like a glitch in a matrix or whatever but this says <clears throat> this is on what is it message to eagle.com is that what we're using yeah which i had no idea this website existed me either but so it says have you ever had deja vu had a deja vu experience is the feeling or impression that you have already witnessed or experienced a current situation. The term deja vu is French. It means literally already seen. Wow. Okay. It is a rather common yet little understood phenomenon. Most of us have experienced being in a new place and feeling certain that we have been there before, but we have difficulties understanding how it is possible. In recent years, as more scientists began studying this phenomenon, a number of theories about deja vu have emerged, suggesting that it is not merely a glitch in our brain's memory system. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Psychologists have suggested that deja vu may occur when specific aspects of a current situation resemble certain aspects of previously occurring situations. Hold on. Unless you want the people to rewind for 10 seconds, you should probably reread that. Psychologists have suggested that deja vu may occur when specific aspects of a current situation resemble certain aspects of a previously occurring of previously occurring situation. Unpack that for a second. Holy crap. I guess basically what it's saying is you could, you go to a hot dog stand in New York. Hey. Right? So you get a hot dog, you get it with mustard. You go out to San Francisco. I don't know if they have hot dog stands out there. When you go out there, you get a hot dog. You're like, shit, I remember this before. Just like you, you ask for, can I get a hot dog with mustard? You're like, man, I remember this before. So it's it's, it's similar to a, an event you already experienced, but not. So you remember doing that in San Francisco before. That's the way I take it. Okay, but you didn't actually do it. Everything. There's so many things happening in that situation that it just it's so similar that you just associate it with that situation or it could be just something slightly similar enough to trigger that memory 
So maybe, I don't know, you go and you, you get a corn dog, and then you're like, I remember doing this before, but with mustard. <laughs> you know, like some similar, yeah. but not the same. But there's enough association with the whole situation that your brain's just bringing in all these other memories of that. Yeah, you know, maybe the wires in your brain are, they're not connected, but they're super close. <laughs> There's just an arc. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe it kind of makes a quick connection. <laughs> I don't know. So in the universe of your brain, in the tiny, tiny atomized molecular universe of your brain, there's a nuclear explosion. And you're like, hot dog. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, this says, if there's a lot of overlap between the elements of the new and old situations, we get a strong feel, feeling of familiarity. Basically what I said, right? Probably. Uh, alternative explanations associate Daja. Yeah, Daja. <laughs> That's, how we, it. That's huh? how we pronounce it in a neighboring universe. Daja. <laughs> Deja vu with prophecy, past life memories, clairvoyance, Mystic signposts indicating fulfillment of a predetermined condition of the journey of life. Whatever the explanation, déjà vu is certainly a phenomenon that is universal to the human condition, and its fundamental cause is still a mystery. Another intriguing possibility is that there is a hidden connection between déjà vu and the existence of parallel universes. According to Dr. Kaku, quantum physics states that there is a that there is the possibility that deja vu might be caused by your ability to flip, this is in quotes, flip between different universes. What? Yeah. Dr. Kaku mentions Professor Steve Weinberg, the famous theoretical physicist and Nobel Prize winner, supports the idea of a multiverse. Weinberg says that there is that there are an infinite number of parallel realities coexisting with us in the same room. In, in the same room? So we're not – so it's not just – it's a bubble in a bubble. It's not just bubbles bumping against each other. There's a bubble in a bubble. It's like they exist on a different plane. And then you can just flip between them. I think we talked about this before too. Maybe in Shadow People? Could be. Well, we talk, because that's we how – We about not being able to see anything and like if there's somebody right here, I could slap right. them. That's the uh, – wasn't that the light perception? Yeah. Yeah, so that wasn't shadow people. Or was Maybe it? that's a light perception we don't even know about. Right. So the the deja vu flip between different universes and then parallel realities coexisting with us in the same room. So that means you're blowing a bubble inside of a bubble. The universe is so close to each other, they're they're not just bumping into each other, they're overlapping. That would Yeah. That would kind of I mean, shadow people feel like they could fit into that. Yeah. Ghosts? Yeah. I heard... Those people are still alive. Those people are experiencing a different timeline. The ghost Exactly. <laughs> I Actually, I heard that the, the same thing today, that ghosts are... It, it's like um, the universe is touching, and there's like a window, and then you see the ghost. They're in a different universe, but then they can... It's not... A one-way window like they can also see you because some ghosts can interact with you yeah but can they interact i don't know can they come through the window is the window open or is there glass there i want bulletproof glass there 
I don't want the, I want no. no option of them coming no. through. No, you're right. You're right. Stay there, bro. Yeah. But it's only certain places that this happens. Like people swear up and down. I've never experienced it myself. I kind of want to. But the where there's a mass a mass death or mass emotional intensity like Gettysburg. Mm. And so people swear up and down that they've had experiences in Gettysburg. So is that just where these major, major things have happened and then the parallel universes are sort of rubbing against each other? And it's always happening. We're always – so when people consistently experience the same thing, like you can go down this battlefield, you can go into this house, you can go into this location, our universal bubble is constantly bumping into that time period of that other one. We're just swirling around one spot. Go on. Think about that for a hot second. Yeah, I really don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, one thing I did want to mention, I don't know if it really ties into this. Hang on. Give me a timeout. Let me see what podcast it was. I, I literally, I just listened to it today. All right. Well, you take your time out. I'm going to read about something, something else. A mirror world could be hiding behind dark matter. You think about that. Dark matter yeah, is a hypothetical weird. kind of matter that cannot be seen with telescopes but would account for most of the matter in the universe. And that seems so crazy that there's just so much stuff out there that they're just like – they just made up some math because there was no other answer. The possibility that there could be a mirror world hiding behind dark matter would rewrite our understanding of the universe. Dark matter is one of the great mysteries of the universe. No one knows what it consists of and no one has seen it because it doesn't interact with the matter scientists know about. Many scientific labs are trying to detect dark matter since the Earth is moving in a cosmic wind of dark matter. A final identification of what makes up the enigmatic dark matter would open up whole new areas of research including the possibility of multiple universes and other dimensions, physicists say. So... If we could turn on the lights in the dark matter and make it light matter, there's a whole other, there could be a whole other universe there. Yeah, that's weird, man. Dark matter is so confusing. They they as far as I understand, they literally just said, you know, with all the math that we already know, this is not making sense. Right. So if we just insert this other stuff, it makes sense. Well, dude, what's that other stuff? Well, I'm, I don't know. Dark matter? <laughs> It's nothing? We can see all these things, but there's got to be something in between it, right? There's got, like, I don't know, dark matter? Like, they just make up bullshit. That's you know? what it seems like. <laughs> and that kind of leads into what I think about the next one. Right. Um, but I did want to bring this up. So right before that, I mentioned this podcast I listened to. It's Encyclopedia, Ooh. The Many Worlds Interpretation. With Mike Cooper. And Mike Cooper talks about, um, so I don't know if this is, I, I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but it, like suicide. I'm offended. Stop it. I'm sorry. All right. So we'll go on to, um, <laughs> no, so that's not, say you're, you're playing Russian roulette. If you, yeah, if you need help, then there's help. Oh, yeah, exactly. But call us, email us, bring on the weird at gmail.com if you like. Yeah, we'll help you. Sure. I'm great to talk to. <laughs> so, say you're playing Russian Roulette. All right. You got 
one in the chain or you know one in the cylinder. You got five extra. It's six shooter. Okay. You spin it, pull the trigger, boom, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You just killed yourself somewhere else. I don't want to play that game. But listen to this. There's a universe where you're invincible. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then fired. you spin it again. Pull the trigger. Nothing. You killed someone else. You, or you're not someone else, but you killed yourself again. Somewhere else. You can keep doing that to test this. Is what he said. I swear to God, that's what he said. You can keep doing this to test this. And then something like there's literally a universe where you're invincible. But every time you do that, you're killing yourself somewhere else. It sounds like the movie Unbreakable where he can't die in conventional means. I've never seen it. Oh, man. I know. (laughs) I know. But, I mean, it. It's really crazy to think about it that way. Did you ever see the movie? I think it's called The One. Oh. Jet Li. I've never seen it, but I, again, today, I just listened to somebody talking about the same thing. Okay. Like, All right. Every time he killed himself. He gets a little more juiced up. Yeah. So then, <laughs> I, I've never seen it, but I assume by the end, he's basically fighting someone as strong as him. Yes. Yeah. For all the For all the universes that he's gone to. He's got an equal. Okay. So he he's trying to one of them is going around trying to kill every other one so that he can power himself up and by the time he gets to the last one who is who is essentially his his opposite. He hasn't been trying to kill anybody but he's he's just a good person. So all the other weaker ones have been eliminated. So now they are equals. That's an interesting way to think about it. See? Yeah. <laughs> So you just keep playing Russian roulette and eliminate all your others in the other universes so you get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't know if that's what he was trying to explain or if it was the fact that... Sure. That's a little more fiction. That there is a universe where you're invincible and you'll never hit that cylinder where the bullet is. But every time you pull that trigger, another one dies somewhere else yes someone else someone else somewhere else yeah it's crazy it's i mean it's really crazy to think about like there could be another one where right now i have red fingernails oh like little little goth are you no red not black <laughs> oh, well, what do you <laughs> there call could that? be one where i have black <laughs> but they say that every decision you make i did want to bring this up i don't know if i want to do it now or not you may as so, well. free will. Thank you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know the concept of free will, right? Yeah. Whatever I do is free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> so, we have the option to make our own choices. Or do we? Or do we? How do we know it's not predetermined? Right. How do we know our universe, it blows my mind. How do we know that my universe doesn't tell me that when I'm done this podcast, I'm going to go upstairs instead of staying down here and playing a video game? We talked about this in time travel. Yeah. Where if it's predetermined, it's always going to happen. If you try to go back and push that flower pot off the windowsill, it was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. If it, if it's predetermined, it was always going to happen. 
however much you will it to not happen, it was always going to happen. That, yeah. that was my theory of time travel. Yeah. You can't kill your grandpa because it'll kill yourself, which in turn would not let you time travel. It would just span you off on a different timeline. Possibly. Likely. So if you – so in that scenario, you wouldn't be traveling in time. You would be traveling into a different universe if you exactly. succeed in your mission. Right, in the multiverse. Right. And then when you go back, nothing has changed if you can go back through the same door. There's a theory that you cannot travel in time. You can only traverse universes. So once you leave this, you never get back. You can get something similar, but you don't get back. That's kind of scary. Maybe I yeah. don't want to actual project. I mean, maybe not that. <laughs> Let's go off somewhere else. So there's one thing I want to talk about. You got anything else you want to talk about before I go on to my spew? N- no. We're gonna. We know what we're gonna end it with. That's true. So I want to talk about black holes. All right. And I've thought about this for a long, long time. So much so that if they offered me a trip to a black hole as the first human to go through it, I think I would do it. One way ticket. Was that a song? I don't think it's a death sentence. I think it could be a portal to another universe. Another, yeah, I guess universe. My issue with it is they don't know what the hell they are. They assume what they are. Because it's swallowing up light. And swallowing up energy, but it, it's just this nothingness out there. Yeah, they. I mean, they think they know what it is. Just because light is circling it doesn't mean it's swallowing light. Right. I mean, it's speculation. Like, we don't know what's in the center of our Earth. No. So how we the have hell some, do they know what a black hole is? We have some pretty good guesses. <clears throat> we don't know what everything else is on Earth. And now they're just assuming what's out in a black <laughs> hole. Because they flip, they flip down the X-ray shade. Like, hold on a minute. They flipped it on the uh, the Viewmaster. Oh, like, oh man! Like when you go to the eye doctor, like A one, A two, A one, A two. Oh my God! There was a black hole. <laughs> what? Okay, you got cataracts. <laughs> so I'm not the only one to think this about black holes. No. You know who else does? Who? Uh, somebody named Stephen Hawking. Oh, that guy. Well, we had to get rid of him. <laughs> he was getting too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so this says, the idea that black holes could be gateways to parallel universe has been a popular science fiction topic for long, but is scientifically possible? But it is... Sci- what? That's a word of rear, right? It but is. But is it scientifically possible? We'll go with that. All right. According to Stephen Hawking... Renowned theoretical physicist and cosmologist, mysterious. Cosmologist, he, mysterious? He does hair really crazily. <laughs> Destructive dark parts of the universe could answer one of the most puzzling paradoxes of physics, the existence of parallel universes. Stephen Hawking has argued in favor of the parallel universe theory for many years. It has previously been assumed that anything that falls into a black hole will be destroyed and lost forever. But Hawking is of a different opinion. As am I. I mean, we're basically... I'm as smart as him, I guess. <laughs> right? I mean, okay, maybe. I would say so. 
Yeah. You said it. I didn't. And, and one universe, you're you're in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little it's a little further away, somewhere near the gills. <laughs> uh, Hawking suggests the black holes are not as black as previously thought. Uh, see, he opinion, wasn't as racist as you thought. Yeah, they're like mixed. <laughs> in his opinion, it is highly possible that something fall through black holes without being destroyed and enter a parallel universe. To explain how information can escape from a black hole is a challenge. Stephen Hawking calculated that black holes eventually must end. According to his calculations, the black holes eventually began to leak information and eventually explode, which would release the trapped particles in any form. This is a quote. That way, hang on. He said. (laughs) Instead, they would reappear, but somewhere else, perhaps even in an alternate universe. I'll read that quote again in English. That way out. (laughs) That way out wouldn't take people back to where they'd come from, he said. Instead, they would reappear, but somewhere else, perhaps even in an alternate universe. So he thinks a black hole could lead to. I don't know if it's been proven or not, but a white hole. So a black hey, hole hey. sucks in things. A white hole, white hole, blasts them out. Blows them out. Yeah. Everything sucks and blows. <laughs> I almost think we need another break. Holy crap. All right. What I was just thinking about is I'm pretty sure it was Einstein. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed, right? Correct. So if a black hole is a gateway to a parallel universe, you are now bringing your energy into a parallel universe. Is there a swap? So the same energy must come from the black hole that is going into the black hole that's going into the parallel universe, the other universe? Or how about this? Maybe our universe is is ever-expanding because we are ever-bringing more energy in from a different universe. See, I was going to say something along those lines. Like, maybe he was saying in the entirety of literally everything. So maybe my energy, if I go through a black hole, just shows up in another universe. But then it's created in that universe. It's more energy in that universe. But maybe... You got to push it out. You got to disperse that energy then. Like when you put something in a cup of water, it then disperses the space. Okay, well, I can I can literally answer this for you right now, I think. You know how they see black holes randomly shooting out a ton of shit? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe they suck in so much energy that they, <clears throat> they belch it back out. They barf it all out. So then... That just means the black hole is getting full. The party is just coming in like crazy. All those people are just coming into the party, and eventually they got to be kicked out. Maybe it's not shooting them out. Maybe it's shooting something else out. Okay. Maybe it's shooting out mass. Maybe eventually a black hole goes away. Explodes? Well, maybe it just shrinks and dissipates. Maybe it's shooting out its mass to balance out the yin-yang. I like that one. I... I don't know about this whole a black hole blown up kind of thing. If, if it's just a door, if it's just a gateway, if it's just a window into another universe, 
Why is it going to blow up? I thought about this black hole stuff for a long, long time, man. So you have an answer for me? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just like science doesn't have a real explanation for us. Who are we and how do we get here? They don't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't have a clue what. I mean, they tell us what they think a black hole is. How the hell do they know? The observations from this perspective is all they're going off of. I mean, they're every every major form of research, every major guess is just that based on the information that we have, based on the observations we're making on the information that we already have. So maybe a large star collapsing on itself doesn't create a super dense – maybe it gets sucked somewhere else. You know what I mean? It collapses so small and just gets sucked somewhere else, creates a hole. So it's ripping through our universe and just being placed in a different universe. I don't know. But I think they do not understand black holes, and they've told us a lot of shit about about black holes that we're just supposed to accept. That they're going to, you know, spaghettification. Mm. (laughs) Spaghetti. (laughs) Hey, Ma, where's the meatballs? I can't wait till we go like breadification. <laughs> hey, where's the rigatoni? <laughs> it's a spicy meatball. Mamma mia. You ready to talk about the people? About what? The people. Stories about yeah. people who entered a parallel universe. Do you think we should break again? It's been a while. It's been a long while. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of the longer ones, but it, it it's... A really interesting subject, so... Well, if we break again, it's not going to be much longer. Because I think we're kind of winding down now. Talk about the people, and then... You know that one thing. That's going to lead us into the next episode. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, stories about people who entered a parallel universe. Allegedly. There are many... You Maybe we should take a break. So, we're going to... I'll read this article and then that. All right. Two breaks in one episode? Oh, my goodness. This is like stuff you should know. People are going to hate us. (laughs) Unprecedented. Two breaks in one episode. The first time ever. It's not long enough for two parts, but it's too long for one episode. What are we doing with our lives? Well, I mean... Now we got to talk about the people who actually jumped universes. What? You don't even know. Stories about people who entered a parallel universe. There are many strange stories about people who vanished into thin air never to be seen again. Did these people enter a parallel world? For example, many years ago, El Tiempo, one of the largest newspapers in Venezuela, reported about a very strange and unexplained disappearance of a professor who simply vanished in from... What? In front of many people. He was never seen again. What is unusual and almost unheard of is that someone who lives in unknown realms suddenly enters our universe. To them and their universe of origin, quote-unquote, our world would be the parallel universe. This is exactly what happened to Linnea Barcia, a woman from Spain who suddenly felt everything around her was wrong. Why do these people have to be non-Americans, huh? Eh, it's fine, I guess. Melting by universe. <laughs> this, 
The theory that a parallel universe could exist is fascinating, and hopefully we learn more about this intriguing subject in the near future. So, Mister, uh, that professor guy, he just he was just gone. I you mean, what's about him? I assume that how that's how it happens, right? Like he just disappears. When you think, I mean, if you jumped universes, you'd be gone here, right? Oh shit! Listen to this. Based on eyewitness reports, what from people who last saw him alive, the professor slipped into a parallel world. Private detectives and police have been searching for the for the missing professor for a year, and no one ha- has a clue what really happened to him. What was this uh, article? July third, two thousand fifteen. So they had been looking for him for a year at that point. The incident occurred on the campus of the University of the Andes in the city of Merida, Venezuela. It was late afternoon on a clear, sunny day in the early 70s. So it's been a little bit more than a couple years. The professor was seen by a number of people as he walked across the parking lot of the university building. On one occasion, he stopped to chat with at least one person as he moved towards his car. When he got to his car, he noticed some students waving at him, and he waved back as he stepped into the vehicle and closed the door. Now here comes the most curious part. He never drove away. The car was empty, and the professor was never seen again. It's as if the door of the car was a portal into another world. Journalist Segundo Pina wrote in his article, The car's owner has been gone for over 40 years. He did not mention his name out of respect for his family. Oh, how convenient. Wow. Was this person abducted by some strange forces by aliens to our own dimension? Science pursues its general research where psychology is aware that in many cases, perceptual illusions, erroneous interpretations, hallucinations, and fantasy-prone personalities have sway. But the enigma is still present and unsolved. Pena, who was very interested in this remarkable case, interviewed local police who were charged with solving the missing person case of the university professor. In their notes, he found detailed interviews conducted with a number of people who witnessed the professor get into his car only to see his car remain parked where it was. None ever saw him get out. The disappearance of a Venezuelan professor remains an unexplained mystery to this day. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Did you see about uh, Lorena Garcia? So I was just getting ready to read about. Oh. Oh, that's funny. The name is super similar. Lenia Barcia. What? (laughs) What? L-E-N-I-A is her first name. Linnea. Linnea. And her last name is Barcia. B-A-R-C-I-A. That's going to be a typo, dude. It's going to be the same girl, right? This uh, this website is full of typos, dude. What do you want? Message to equal.com. All right. Well, I'm on BuzzFeed, which is the most legitimate website in the world. I'm, got, I'm getting to a point where I think they both are. So do you want to read about Labina Barbieta or whatever? No, <laughs> you, read about, uh, you read about yours and I'll see if how similar it is. This woman, Lorena Garcia, she woke up in the morning and she was like, what the hell? Like, my sheets are different. I'm in different pajamas. What is going on? She had no idea what's going on. She noticed, like, little things are different, but she was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to work. She got ready for work. She went to work. She went to her department and realized that she didn't recognize anybody. She, you know, she knew she didn't work with Matt, Annie, Jim, 
And then she went to the like directory or whatever on a computer and she found out that she doesn't work for the boss that she knew. So she's like, okay, what the hell? Like this different sheets, different pajamas. I don't work for the boss I knew. I don't recognize any of the people. So at the time of this, she had broken up with her longtime boyfriend. She, they'd been broken up for six months. And, and so she was at work and she was like, you know what? Yo, I got to take a sick day. I mean, <laughs> I would too, right? Like all, all this shit's happening. Like way off. I am sick. <laughs> so she leaves, she goes home, calls her then boyfriend who she thought was her boyfriend. And somebody answers the phone and they're like, no, I don't know who you're talking about. This is my number. Nobody by, I, I think it was like Antonio or whatever. And she's like, what? That is so weird. And then she hangs up her ex-boyfriend. I think he called or he showed up. Either one, but he's like, hey, baby. I mean, everything good? Like, I haven't heard from you for a couple days. Like, what's going on? And she's like, what the hell? Like, she has no idea what's going on. And by the end, she's basically stuck in that reality. She never got back. It was, she was stuck. That's the weirdest case. Uh, that's not amnesia. <laughs> no, it's like, you. okay, so you remember back in October when I read the story of the girl who woke up and her brother didn't exist? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it parallel? Oh, yeah. Did she slip? It seemed like maybe she just swapped places with her other. Yeah. That's... Like maybe something was a little different. Is the difference the fact that he's not there? Is that the little difference? Somebody just swap. You just swap places with your consciousness. So in that other universe, that girl that lost her brother got her brother back. Maybe. Or or realized that there was a brother. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in another universe, that girl's brother was dying, and they CPR saved him. Boom, he's gone from the other one back into that one. Universes. Now that what if? What if? Exactly. Exactly. So you're uh, what was her name? Lorena Garcia. Yeah, Lania Barcia. The story is ridiculously similar. I'm not even going to read it because you already said it. Oh, yeah? It must have been a typo, right? This one is in Spain, but almost everything you said was spot on the same. I think it's – I think this must be Spain. It's L-E-R-I-N-A Garcia. Lorena. Well, it's very similar. (laughs) Sheets, pajamas, boyfriend was gone. Where did he go? She had a different boss that she was in a different department at the same place of work. Too similar. Les, are you in another universe? We're going to go down the road of the Boltzmann brain. I'm not ready for that. I love this shit, man. If you love this, you you need to go down the road of the Boltzmann brain. Do you even know what that is? Nope. What if what you're experiencing is just a 
psychological hallucination of a brain floating in nothingness. What? Like Futurama? Well, they no, were heads. No, you are just a brain. The Boltzmann brain argument suggests that it is more likely for a single brain to spontaneously and briefly form in a void complete with a false memory of having existed in our universe than it is for our universe to have come about in the way modern science thinks it actually did. It was first proposed as a reductio ad absurdum response to Ludwig Boltzmann's early adaptation or early ex- explanation for the low entropy state of our universe. What if what if you are a brain? What if I'm a brain floating in nothingness just experiencing what we're experiencing? Does that sort of go along with simulation? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid <clears throat> so. Simulation theory, parallel universes, many worlds theory, it doesn't matter, we're just a brain in a in a bucket. I mean, why do so many of these coincide? Why do they they, they, they line just, up? They just wrap back around. Why? Because uh, they're all right. Is it possible that they're all right? Yeah. Who who's so, right? Who, simulation. Who's experiencing what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just I was frozen. I don't. Oh yeah, I know. Simulation could simulate. Multi-worlds, multiple parallel universes. It could literally simulate anything. So, Right. So then the simulation theory, whatever you observe is only happening in that moment. It's only rendering what you're observing in that moment. The observable, observable universe. Yes. So, wow. Before we so, break anybody's brains. Parallel universes we can't observe. So that's fine. That's running on another server. <laughs> yes. The other universe is running on another fuck, server. Bro. <laughs> but somehow somehow sometimes there's crossovers in that in the servers. Is it glitch? How can the servers Maybe it's not. Maybe it's all on one server. How can the servers cross streams? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe it is all on one server. Maybe it's maybe it's all the same thing. There's just glitches. I told you I think I told you a long time ago. It might have been shortly after we started this that I saw like <laughs> I literally saw a bird flying but not going anywhere. Right. It it was flapping its wings like it was flying, but it did not move. And there was no wind. No, and only I'm I'm ninety nine point eight percent sure only a hummingbird can hover. That's literally the only bird that can. I mean, that sounds that, like a glitch to me. Yeah. Does that? I mean, does that support parallel universes, or does parallel universes support simulation? <laughs> I mean, you got Mandela. Which is weird AF. Oh yeah. Deja vu. You experience nope. the same thing, but a nobody time. can explain it. No. They can't. They don't know what it is. No. Dreams. We didn't even talk about dreams. No, we didn't. I mean, there's what is it? Native Americans who believe that when we go to sleep, our bo- like our souls leave our bodies and go to other dimensions, 
other universes. I can kind of see it. Yeah. We talked about this before, too, with my dream. Right. I can kind of see it. Can we travel to other other universes when we turn off here? I mean, why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Why can't those places exist, too? I mean, your consciousness, it doesn't need sleep. It's going to be bored for, I don't know, what, five, six hours, eight hours, whatever you sleep. Eight hours. Madman. Eight hours? Huh. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no. Who sleeps that much? <laughs> Four, five. Yeah. But it's going to be bored. It's going to slip into another dimension. and. But somehow your consciousness then retains that information, that uh, that memory, and then comes back and brings it to you. Maybe it's linked to your brain. So what it's seeing, your brain is, I don't know, sort of seeing too. So then we come back to the Boltzmann brain. Yeah. It's just a brain in a vat. So you're, you're not saying the brain is just floating in space. It's floating in what? Like a well, jar? I, well, if it's floating in a jar, then that would mean that there's somebody else there observing this floating right. brain in a jar. Right. But if it's just floating in space and experiencing its whole own universe from its own perspective – not from anybody else's perspective, but just seeing everybody else and growing in that direction. Who's not, to say that... Not physically, but mentally. Who's to say that we're not... I mean, who's to say that we are a brain? What if we're not biological at all? What if I'm some light being out there? You're so some be, light being out there. Beyond the singularity. I mean, so... Why why is the universe so big? I don't know. There's no does it have to be? Why would it be? If there's not something else out there, if there's no there there's got to be a reason, right? That does there? Cuz it's so big. There's I don't know, man. I just drove myself out. I know. We got to we got to end this episode sometime tonight. Damn it. Why? <laughs> why, why do we have to end it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't have to work tomorrow. Three of the kids have to get up for school. You don't work tomorrow? Nope, because um, one of the kids has two different doctor's appointments, orthodontist and doctor's appointment, in one day. So I'm like, oh, forget it. We'll just take the whole day off. All right, so you have work. You have dad work. It's not work. It's just dadding. <laughs> just dadding? <laughs> I don't have work. My kids go to school, and so does my wife. Or no, not so does my wife. My wife goes to work. Yeah. So. But there's one last thing. Are you ready for the one last thing now? Yeah, there, there's another one. I just want to mention real quick. I'm not going to read it, but the man from Torad, he's a dimension hopper. hopper. I don't know. Time traveler, dimension traveler. Okay. But look him up, guys. It's intense. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy, you know, he, uh-huh. he like, showed up. He's got a passport. It's all good. He's like... I'm from Torah. They're like, what are you talking about? He went to Andorra. And anyway, they put him in a hotel room. He disappeared, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> well, this is going to be our last thing that actually leads us into the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have it up? You have anything about this? I got nothing about this. Well, supposedly, in a different universe, the Beatles never broke up. What? 
and somebody has a remix of one of their albums or uh, a cassette tape of one of their one of their albums from that universe. The album is called Everyday Chemistry. Well, I never heard that. To my like, what? Like that was kind of fake. Like I've heard the story. I didn't know there was like a name to the album and all that. I thought he just had like a few songs. It's uh eleven tracks. What? <laughs> yeah. But there's a there's an actually an explanation for it. But the the fictional story supposedly, whether it's fictional or not. The album was accompanied by a story written by an anonymous person under the pen name James Richards. Richards describes meeting a man named Jonas who lives in a parallel universe in which the Beatles never broke up. Jonas and Richards both discuss their enjoyment of the Beatles, and just before leaving the parallel universe and traveling back to his own, Richards stole a cassette tape containing one of the Beatles' albums from that imagined timeline. Richards denied that the album was composed of mashups, reasoning that... Even though in the alternate universe the Beatles hadn't broke up, that didn't mean their future music ideas disappeared. Now, in they've written it off as just a remix album, uh, a mashup album, and it's it was made available as a free digital download on September 9th, 2009. It mashes up various songs from the Beatles, individual solo careers, and intending to present an album that the members would have recorded had they not broken up. That's how they explain it away. But supposedly the guy got it from a parallel universe. Wouldn't they want you to think that? Oh, no, it's just a mashup. Like, oh, oh, I'm going to sell this in 2009. Like, yeah, why would the guy? That, that's one hell of a story. It seems more logical just to say, yeah, I just put a bunch of songs on one tape. I so just made, when did I just made this, this? mixtape for my girlfriend. Did it uh, say what year? It was made as a digital download on September 9th, 2009, but it doesn't actually say what year that James Richards hung out with this Jonas guy. So it could have been 2007. And then he comes back and, you know, the government's like, oh, God, no, 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 no. It's a mashup 2009 release. Uh. Yeah, they just shoved him in a cell for a couple of days till they figured it all out. But... But? Have you heard it? No. I have. Have you? I I have. You said you acted like you were surprised about the, the 11 tracks. I didn't, no, I didn't hear all 11 tracks. I heard some, like, snippets of it. Oh, really? It sounds exactly like the Beatles, but I nothing mean, I've ever... I wasn't a huge Beatles fan, but I've never heard this shit before. The way it breaks down here is that it just takes each song takes a handful of samples from multiple songs that were released in solo careers. Like track one, four guys. Track one matches up "Band on the Run" by Paul McCartney, "When We Was Fab" by George Harrison, "I'm Moving On" by Yoko Ono, and I guess John Lennon, "Vertical Man" by Ringo Starr. So supposedly it matches up those four songs into one song. Paul McCartney might come up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to end this. Maybe we'll finish off the track names in this everyday chemistry. I've I've literally, I've heard the music. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I heard it on another podcast. I don't know if it was last podcast on the left, um, this paranormal life. I, I don't remember which one. Well, I mean, it's available. 
It's a free digital download as of 2009, as of 10 years ago. Because they they wanted to sound like it's a mashup. Because the government do, doesn't want anyone to know that somebody actually did this. That somebody cruised through a different universe. Yeah, they don't want anyone to know that. Why not? <laughs> because they want us to think we're insignificant. We are the only things out here on this little rock just flying through space. You know, the Earth got hotter because this guy brought a tape from another universe. <laughs> the Earth got hotter? Yeah. That's my theory. You can't you can't just make energy appear out of nowhere. Something's got to happen. It's the butterfly effect. Interesting. You just burst in with a new something else. So and something else happened. Extra energy is trying to escape, but it's stuck in the yes. greenhouse gases. Well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to focus it on Earth, yeah. You know, I kind of thought about global warming with this a little bit, and okay. what if the fact that we're rubbing, maybe we're rubbing really hard on another universe right now, creating friction. What if that's warming everything up? Not just Earth. What if everything is warming up? The whole universe. Yeah. Oh. I'm crazy, man. <laughs> this is getting out of control. This has been the longest episode we've ever done. I know. And it's only one part. It was fun, though. Yeah. We'll keep going. But for now, tell us your parallel universe stories. Deja vu stories. Bring on the weird at gmail.com. Well, we probably should say, what do you think? Oh. Yeah, I totally believe there's other universes really? bumping up against ours. Yeah, you think sure. You think we can ever reach them? Or do you think string theory or you think the bubble thing? I think more bubble because there's enough things that don't exactly line up. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly parallel. If we were parallel, then nothing would cross over in such a crazy way. Yeah, I think we're... On the same page here. I don't, I don't think we're universes that are separated by like a gap or whatever. I think no. we're bubbles bumping into each other. And then sometimes those bubbles kind of, you know, like when you, you blow a bubble and then they're floating in the air, sometimes they they're like merge. Collide. Not, yeah, they merge. They're not, they're not two perfect spheres anymore. They mm -hmm. kind of lay on each other. I think that's kind of like this. Oh yeah, and then in a foam, it's in a foam, it's a big cluster. So not all of them, almost none of them, are actually spheres anymore. There's just these right. wild polygonal mishmashes of all the other ones. Yeah. So, man, I <laughs> I don't know. It, it like it it freaks me out, but I love it. All you can do is just do what you do every day, and so, maybe maybe tomorrow your conscience is going to wake up and you don't work where you work anymore. That would be insane. You wake up with different sheets, different PJs. I know, like, right? So that would... we're we're both coming down that it's we both believe it. I think so. Yeah. At some point, maybe our consciousness is going to roll over into another universe. What if? I know we're at the end, but what <laughs> if when we die, we go into another one? See what that. if? Oh, I wanted to say this earlier. The Big Bang. So what if the quote-unquote Big Bang 
was matter shooting through a black hole in another universe and coming out a white hole of our universe and <laughs> starting everything here. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> it's like a seed. It's like it, it seeded another universe from yeah. some sort of some sort of mother black hole. Yeah, like a white hole is a seed, and then everything sprouts from that, and <laughs> we just all shoot out. Dude. <laughs> we better leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep on that, or don't. I will. I'm will. Maybe. I think I'm about will. this all the time. I'm will, definitely. What? <laughs> I'm will. De- <laughs> yes, you are. All right. You know where to find us by now. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to end it. Stay weird, world, universe, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you next time.